Phantom Sway. We're full of good stuff. Like that restaurant where you can get never-ending bowls of pasta. Man, that's so good. Ugh, I'm hungry right now. So, so hungry. PhantomSway.com Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is 2017, the year of the Cubs. We are back again. This is Red Ivy. I'm Michael Goodhart, and with me as usual is the man with the plan, Mr. James Michael Pink. Jamie, Good evening. I'm doing wonderful, Mike. How are you? I'm good. I've managed to stay dry. It's pretty wet here in Chicago tonight. Um had a nice little downpour a little while ago. That uh, seems to be the trend with the Cubs lately, but uh, I'm enjoying it. Having a good time. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they're going to be able to get this game in. Yeah, those Kinda, get in. I might have to slip out and watch some better calls all uh, in a little bit, but <laughs> hopefully they get a little little bit of this game and we can get some, uh, get some enjoyment here. Uh, also with us tonight, as usual, is the returning... Producer extraordinaire, Mark Davis. Mark, say hello to the good folks. Hey, good folks. How's everybody doing? Uh, This is is pretty surreal, to be honest with you. Watching this opening ceremony at Wrigley Field, I I kind of struck by how kind of, I guess it was kind of cheated a little bit they were last year at the end. Uh, Luckily, they got to win their last game at Wrigley Field last year, but... Would have been kind of neat to have the have that final final pitch at uh, at Wrigley, but this is this is pretty incredible to watch tonight. Yeah, yeah, this be. this is special. Oh, they're just now showing a, a replay. They're showing the boys coming out into center field. Rizzo holding up the World Series trophy for everybody. Wow, I'm getting misty eyed. I, I still I still can't believe it happened. I'm still in shock, guys. I mean, I know it happened. I realize it happened, but I have to keep reminding myself. The Cubs are the it it when every time that they talk about the Cubs, they're like the World Series defending champion, Chicago Cubs, and I still have to get used to hearing that. I, I don't know about you, Mike. <laughs> well, I'm I'm used to hearing it. I'm just not used to believing that they're the best team in baseball with and and being able to back it up <laughs> most years you can say at the beginning of the season you'll say well i think they really have a good chance this year or if things break their way but they are legitimately the best team in baseball uh, obviously they proved it last year they improved a little bit this year i think um you know they lost a little bit of some of their clubhouse heart and soul and, and grandpa rossi but you know Cubs lost dancing with the stars gain, I guess. I don't uh, <laughs> Are you watching that at all? Are you did you watch it in no, that No, no, no. It's been uh it's been a couple of years since I've checked that show out. Um I, no, I'm not uh not not that interested. I'm sure he's doing as well as most uh, well, let's put it this way. I've seen I've seen some athletes that are great and some that are you just kinda go, Well, good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice effort. 
Yeah. Good job. You, you tried. Good happened. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, I, the, the fact that we're doing a show about the Cubs winning the World Series, I mean, A, we're doing a podcast. I mean, that's pretty unbelievable in itself. I mean, what's, I mean, seriously. But the fact that we're talking about the Cubs and we're kind of turning the page a little bit. I mean, you hit it right on the head, Mike. It's it's one of those things where at the beginning of, of every season, you know, the, it's that old saying, you know, see you next year or we'll do better next year or whatever the saying is. But this year, you kind of believe it, right? I mean, when you're the best team in baseball, is that is that a good feeling going into the season? Or do you kind of wish that you had that old feeling a little bit where, you know, any pleasant surprise is good? I mean, I kind of like this way. I want to. I'd like to see how this goes. Like for once, I want. I want everybody chasing the Cubs for once, yeah. and not everybody going. Well, we all know how this is going to end because nobody knows how this is going to end. It may very well end the same way it ended last year. Um, and when you know, when the Cubs are the team with the target on their back, they're like, this is this is a lot like how it felt. And you know, after the years when the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup. You kind of go, well, I just kind of assume we're going to be back there next year. Yeah. And if you're like me, you don't watch any other regular season games. You just wait for the uh, postseason for the Blackhawks. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, where's my hat? Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not like that. I, I got I brought right around 2009, 2010. I got kind of converted a little bit from NBA to NHL. Uh, most of that had to do with Derrick Rose being such a wet blanket. Um, yeah. Yeah, but most of it also had to do with the fact that hockey is just so awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely watch more Blackhawk games than, than I do Chicago Bulls games. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> well, the NBA has really become kind of a joke. I mean, the regular season doesn't really matter anymore. It's just, you know, guys trying to get as many points and rebounds and you know, triple doubles as possible, and it's it's all about the playoffs. You know, so it's all about positioning and and posturing for position in the NBA. So you know, you really don't have there's not a, a real good uh, you know reward for having a good regular season. You know, you can have a you know a fairly decent regular season in the NBA, and you can still make the playoffs. And depending on how the chips fall, you know, you may make it to the finals, you may not. You know, yeah. yeah NBA first, is kind of the inverse of uh, Major League Baseball, where you know, only the top four teams make it. And, and, and NBA, it's like the bottom four teams are the only ones that don't make it. <laughs> That's true. Like everybody else is in the playoffs. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, kind of yeah, a losing record this year, but now we got a seven seed. That's true. <laughs> it's like no drama. So, hey. But this is – oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, who's the, the new sportscaster, the, the lady for ESPN? Do you guys know her name? You got me, man. I don't have ESPN. You're gonna to have to field this one, Jimmy. Yeah, Stacy something. I I I was watching it before and I I saw the first name, but I didn't catch the last name. But she's she's actually quite knowledgeable. She is. Yeah. Man. Her think, mom. Her mom's got it going on. <laughs> Stacy's mom. Um, I I think actually she's uh one of those gals that uh, played uh, college softball. I think she's actually one of those college softball pitchers that you know had just amazing success, and I think she was on the Olympic team and won a gold medal or a silver medal or probably both. <laughs> so, 
she's yeah she's quite knowledgeable i wish i i wish i could come up with her name does she do escapes me right at the moment does she think she's going to do all of the uh espn games baseball games yeah i think i think they have her signed on for all of the uh you know the national uh uh broadcasts you know so the monday night games the sunday night games so she's their she's their gal that's good it's about time to get yeah yeah, they need to get more ladies that. into the – I mean, and why not? I mean, they're just as knowledgeable as us, yeah. as as guys. I mean, <laughs> that sounded sexist. They're just as knowledgeable <laughs> as us. Um, they speak so well. <laughs> yeah, they do. They, 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 they speak so well. They're, they're, they're articulate. Um, <laughs> no, She's a very I'm sorry. I, I apologize, ladies. Um, but no, seriously, I mean all, – All two of our female listeners just turned out. Exactly. <laughs> My my sister and my niece are, are angry at me right now. So, <laughs> oh, man. So, no, but it's, we might have four traditionally five. think. What? Go ahead. No, I just said we might have four or five female listeners. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't even. I will, oh, well, if you say so. I haven't seen a demographic breakdown. I'll have to take your word for it. I know, I know what our market research looks like, to be perfectly honest. Get the analytics. <laughs> yeah. We haven't got the data in yet. We have to analyze. I'm going to make a Gantt chart. I'll set aside my Sunday to do that. All, all <laughs> two minutes of it. <laughs> yeah. The analytics are we're, we're talking, and that's about it. <laughs> But it's a new it's a, it's a new day it's a new season we're on iTunes now oh, yeah. so you know you never know yeah we're gonna we'll, we'll pick it up we're gonna pick up the pace this is just us getting our feet wet as the season begins here um, how as we're talking about the season beginning what have you what have you thought about uh, the first week of games that you've seen a lot of close ones in there some disappointing stuff what Jim what's the one trend that you th- is encouraging to you and what do you think is one trend that looks like maybe a concern that might be a problem down the road? I think a concern, uh, I'll go with a concern first. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about Chris Bryant a little bit. He's really trying very hard. It seems evident to me at least that he's really trying very hard to go the other way. Um, almost, I think maybe too much, because there's a lot of pitches I see where they're trying to bust him inside, uh, where last year he just turned on those puppies and, and launched them into, into left field. Um, and this year I see him trying to go the other way, which is great because he has power the other way, and that's really the last part of uh, Chris Bryant's you know, offensive game at, you know, at the dish that he really needs to, to develop. Um, and he'll be the complete you know, player. Um, was hit he, for average, hit for power, hit to all fields. Was he uh, – Yeah, yeah. Zero for thirteen heading into Friday's game, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, he started out zero for thirteen. Wow. So, I, I was a little concerned about that. I'm not as concerned uh, anymore because he's shown some real good signs of life. Uh, been pulling the ball and you know been taking some balls the other way. You know, had a couple of uh, three for three games or three for four games there in a row. Had had three ribbies. Um, I believe it was on Saturday, Friday or Saturday. He had three ribbies. Um, now the the point that concerns me a little bit going into the season so far, or at least so far the first week of the season, um, and it can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. There's been I think three or four one run games. Now the Cubs have won I think two of four of those or 
three of five, you know, so they've got a pretty good record in it. Um, but the one that they did lose, uh, they were really pressing very, very hard, and they had that wild pitch and ended up losing that game by one run to the uh, Brewers, the opening uh, game on Friday to them. And that was that's a, that's a real disappointing way to lose a game. Um, so I'm a little bit concerned about uh, the bullpen in, the, in that regard uh, because uh, Davis was trying to overpitch. His, his velocity is down a couple of ticks, uh, maybe a couple of miles an hour. Um, it's still early. So, and it's still not, it hasn't warmed up in Chicago as of yet. So, and as we know, as the, uh, you know, as the season goes on and the humidity starts to pick up in Chicago, that's going to, you know, have a great effect on loosening up the the throwing arms of a lot of the pitchers. So I think that'll all come around, but those are the things so far that have been encouraging and then discouraging to me a little bit. How about you, Mike? What have you seen so far that, well, I don't, I, when talking about Chris Bryant, I'm not terribly concerned about him just based on his body of work. I think it might, it could be that he's trying to go the other way, or it could be that he's just behind. Uh, he because it's early, you know, it's the first week of the season. Maybe his timing isn't there. Maybe he'll he'll be the kind of stuff that looks like he's trying to go the other way. Maybe he'll be lacing those down the right field line uh, soon enough by maybe just as he catches up to it a little better. Um, yeah, he didn't look like, I, I don't know if it was his approach, if he was looking out over the outside part of the plate, or uh, I've only seen a couple of games, so it's it's tough for me to really say what his approach has been, but I I tend to think somebody like Chris Bryant is going to find his stride fairly soon. Uh, I've never seen him struggle a lot. Uh, and all the yeah, he's too good to... Play. He's too good to struggle for long. Sorry for interrupting. No, no, no problem. Uh, the thing that's encouraging me the most right now is Jason Hayward. The game I watched the other night, every time he came to the plate, he looked locked in like Rizzo was last year in the playoffs. He just looked like, I'm going to do damage right now, whether it's a hit or I'm going to take some pitches. I'm going to work. That's another thing. I've noticed they are making pitchers work this year. Again. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's going to pay off. That's not that's that's not something that yields dividends in one week of games. That's something that over the long haul of a season will yield those big dividends like it did last year. You're going to chase guys in the seventh inning or the sixth inning. Uh, you're going to have, you know, hopefully sooner than the seventh inning. You're going to chase guys in the fifth and sixth innings, and you're going to have opportunities to take on weak bullpens, uh, get some get some nice swings in there, but. Yeah, they they look they look patient. They look like they all have a decent approach. If you if the results aren't there yet, again, it's you can't come out firing on all cylinders out of spring training. And the teams that usually do tend to have those swoons. You know, I've seen teams come out firing on all cylinders, and by July they're in third place. So twins, I would rather start out on a nice even pace, <laughs> five, play five hundred for a couple months, and then pick it up. I can see that happening. Um, they really are. They're still as good a team as they were last year. They're. I, I don't see any glaring weaknesses. The bullpen is a pseudo weakness, uh, if you want to say. It's not. It's not a glaring. It's not like you're looking back there going, "Geez, I, I wish they had somebody there." They got plenty of arms that are decent to above average. Uh, it does. It does kind of suck not to have that lockdown closer in the back end anymore, like they did last year, but. There's always, you know, there's a that's what the trading deadline is for. We'll see, see what happens. Yeah, 
Well, it's interesting. Yep. It's interesting, Mike, because you mentioned patience. But, you know, the other thing, too, that I think is going to kind of play into this season for the Cubs is, you know, is the experience, too. Right. So and everybody's still young. But I think people underestimate, you know, the amount of patience that it takes, you know, when you're playing baseball, you know, and how important that is. But, you know, if they can continue to be patient, you know, and then now they have that playoff experience um, and then they have the good coaching, you know, and on top of that all, you know, I mean, how many how many players did they actually lose? I mean, not many, not many, you know, so they're definitely poised to do well. <laughs> that's for sure. They they did lose. It's kind of weird that they lost like two spark plug guys and a and a lockdown closer. That's those those kind of things can sometimes make a difference when you don't even expect it. But I won't, you know, how many games did Ross play last year? It's it couldn't have been that big of a difference. It it's it's a more of a difference maker on a, on a young team that that still believes it can get somewhere that hasn't been there yet. I don't think his importance on a team like this year's would be quite as as impactful. You know what I mean? I, like they've already they've already been there. They don't need a mentor anymore. Exactly. They've got the experience now. They can mentor themselves. I mean, they know what to what to expect. They've been. Yeah. The, <clears throat> Excuse me. They've been to the show. They've seen the lights, you know. <laughs> and, and Ross was, you know, apart from the the clutch, if you want to call it clutch, after he just coughed up two runs in the in game seven, and then got one of them back with yeah, the home run. That was I'm, awesome. I'm famously I'm famously on the record as saying I would have preferred that he not come in the game at all, and they would have won in nine innings. But that that as it is, uh, I think his his overall impact on the team was more as a mentor than as an offensive uh, weapon because he wasn't anything spectacular oh, yeah, in the offensive department. So, yeah. Well, what about, uh, 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 Dexter, you know, losing Dexter, um, you know, it seems to me that he, he might've been that one guy on the team who kind of kept everybody loose. Um, not to say that the team itself is going to have any problems with that. I mean, when you're winning games, it's, it's easy to be loose and fun, fun loving, but he seemed like that type of guy. So how do you guys feel about, you know, him kind of departing the way that he did? It seems like a lot of Cubs fans are really, really happy that he, you know, he got the money he deserved. And they seem to be okay with that. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I'm fine, well, with, I'm fine with him leaving. Uh, I wish it wasn't St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that kind of sucks to see him wearing a Cardinals uniform. But... Yeah, I mean, you replaced him with Schwarber, who's arguably a much better player than him already. Um, and he doesn't have the speed, maybe. Uh, but, I mean, if you're hitting the ball all the way to the wall, you don't really need to run that fast, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You, you get you get Schwarber as a replacement on on the offense as the leadoff guy, and then who do you get as a replacement in center field? You get uh, John Jay, who's still good defensively. And you get pretty much, I think, the best defensive outfielder in the game right now, Albert Almora Jr. I mean, maybe I'm going out on a little bit of a limb, but this kid is unbelievable. Have you watched him play defense this week? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Dude. Yeah, Almora's good. And then the only person who you could probably make a really good case, I mean, there are other players that you could make a case for, but the main player that I think you would 
supplant El Moro with is Hayward, who happens to be on the same team. So, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. You know, so, so that's a pretty good, pretty that's good, a pretty uh, good defensive outfield right there. Is it possible, guys? Could the Cubs actually be better this year? I, I think they are. I mean, Contreras is is an exceptional athlete behind the dish, um, and he's a great hitter. Um, you got Swarber for the whole year. Uh, you got Almora and Jay. Hayward has already shown that he's going to be better this year than he was last year at the at the, at the dish. Um, I mean, it's it's hard not to be it's hard to to not be better this year than he was last year uh, offensively. Um, so yeah, I think they're going to be even better. Yeah, I think they will be they will be better. There will be moments where, of course, uh, certain missing pieces will be missed i guess more but yeah overall i i think you're looking at a 162 game schedule they have enough pieces the only thing i can see is last year you could kind of you could stretch out some of these some you had so many tools and so many weapons that you could have a lot more flexibility and you could you know uh sort of juggle Contreras and rossi and uh, now you're you're going to be pretty much heavily leaning on Contreras this year, um, heavily leaning on some of the other guys that you were platooning a little bit last year. Uh, you didn't have Schwarber play at all last year, so that's that's going to be an interesting thing to watch how he does over the, over a full season. Um, haven't really watched. Well, I guess we did the year before, but even that was. I don't know how much he really played in 2014. No, 15. How many games did he play in 2015, Jim? Do you remember? Oh, gosh. I'm going to guess 25. 25 or 30. No, Schwarber. Oh, Schwarber. Yeah, of course, the thing that's etching everybody's mind is the series against St. Louis. Where he hit it on top of the scoreboard. Yeah, where Kyle Schwarber said, hi, world. Here I am. Everybody pay attention now. Oh yeah, and everyone was crazy excited about 2016 for him, and you know they have that thing happen in the first week. Well, the other night when he, uh, uh, who was it, uh, Baez ran into Hayward, and oh, looked like was... for a second it looked like he could have easily snapped his neck, uh-huh. just the way he hit him. And he got up, and he was trying to shake it off, and the one guy that came over to him managed to get him to laugh was Schwarbs, and I think Schwarber was making some comment about that. Uh, the injury that he sustained last year in the first week of the season, too, like saying, look, don't try and be like me. (laughs) Yeah, we just got to get through this third game. Yeah, just (laughs) can't get injured and then come back. Not everybody can get injured and come back in the World Series. Let's just let's play the whole season, buddy. (laughs) So, yeah, um, I mean, for the Cubs, I I mean, they got Schwarber leading off, and I think they're just about ready to get going here. Because we're uh, we're actually recording and it has the uh, game on right now on ESPN, so we're kind of doing a little bit of a live thing, ladies and gentlemen. So here comes Schwarber. What do you guys think of Schwarber leading off? Jeez, <laughs> I think we were talking about it earlier. I mean, so far this year, I mean, he's doing really good. I mean, what is he batting like two thirty, two home runs, what four RBIs? I mean. So far, he looks good. I mean, looking at that first game of even this season, first at bat, boom, right, right on base. So I, I think he looks good, man. 
And I think he's only going to get better. He doesn't. The thing I like about him is that he he doesn't. It doesn't seem like he lets the game get to him, you know. And I, I don't. I'm not sure if, if that's because a lot of people don't expect a lot out of him, or or what. But he just looks cool as a cucumber when he's out there, and he just wants to hit that ball. So I like Schwartz. The thing I like about it is if he gets into his one of his zones where he's just Babe Ruth and everything, you can flip Bryant and Schwarber in that lineup and not lose a step. In fact, you might actually improve the lineup. Yeah, no doubt. Because Bryant's got a little speed. So if you get a leggy guy with the same – because let's, let's face it, when they're both hitting, that's that's a lot of power in the top three of your lineup right there. So you could easily have – a hot hitting Chris Bryant in your leadoff slot if you wanted to on a couple games basis, just flip it around. So who, who, it'd be nice to. I'm sorry, go ahead, Jim. It'd be nice to see a daily double like uh, Cubs used to have, like circa 1984 when they had Doug Desenzo and Ryan Sandberg uh, one and two in the lineup, and they would get pretty much they would lead off with a couple of hits every day, <laughs> which was always great. It'd be nice if Schwarber and Bryant could develop into the new daily double. I mean, once they once they get to their level of, you know, like water finding its level, or you're you're kind of producing on your average, that's that's a scary top four that lineup right there, and and the way the rest of the lineup is going, it just it gets there's not really a let up in that lineup until you get to like eight. Jeez, that's <laughs> your, scary. Your first, your yeah. first six batters are like all stars, pretty much. And Jay Hayes doing well this year, so that's not exactly a, a pushover there anymore either. So Jay I, I don't know. I like that nickname, Jay uh, Jay, Jay Hay. <laughs> Speaking of nicknames, I mean, so what are we going to call Kyle Schwarber? I mean, he's got so many nicknames. I, I have some of some written down here. Um, Arnold Schwarzberger. <laughs> That's what uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> that's on here too. Big boy, Schwarber, the Barbarian, the Hitman, the Hoosier Hitman, Hoosier Daddy, the Middletown Muscle, the Lumber Bam Bam. My favorite is the Big Schwarbowski. <laughs> but it's like uh, I'm the dude, man. So that's like what you call me. There you go. We'll just call him the dude. I like that. What do you call him, Jim? Schwarb- you call him a Schwarbgasm or something like that? Well, when he gets hits the home run, I have a Schwarb Schwarbgasm. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember Tim Kazarinski from Saturday Night Live? Yes. <laughs> do you remember the skit from the news yes. where he did the he would do the flip yes. cards? And he yes, did the one yeah. with like all the orgasm, the types different types of orgasms. That's where I'm taking <laughs> it for a tennis players have <laughs> Bjorn Borgasms. Newlyweds have Let's Do It Till We're Sorgasms. <laughs> Jim Pink has Kyle Schwarpgasms. Oh, my God. Oh, Tim Kazarinski. I love it. Unbelievable. <laughs> so what do we got here? Who's up? Rizzo? H to the Rizzo. Nope. Skies went a mile in the air down the right field line. Yasiel Puig. 
will make the catch for out number two. Uh-oh. Need really has has never been the indicator of who leads this Cubs team. And even though David Ross is the grandpa and the older guy last year, who was always in his back pocket, it was Anthony Rizzo. And whether it was the World Series or even Game 72s, it didn't the matter. They were always next to each other learning. And that's why when he comes out on the field after raising the banner, he's the one holding the trophy and literally has handed on the leadership that David Ross has taught him. See, the last batter was Rizzo, the then it's Zobrist. The wonder if they can World get a player that MVP his Vanis name starts with Wrist. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just nope. keep it going to pass off Riz Zobrist. Zobrist got two home runs so far this season. He's not doing too bad. Yeah, he's doing okay. Of a four-year deal with Chicago. Yeah, this is your to primarily be the second base. Amazing in a lineup like this, the Zobrist is your cleanup hitter. Last October and now early this season. Ooh, it looks cold Bob out there, Zobers man. Playing more in the it is cold. Than he is at second base. It's like I said, it dropped like 20 degrees in the last few hours. Athleticism, that versatility. Yeah, I really see my breath out there. That wind gets in there, starts moving around in the concourse and the seats. Man, if you don't have long johns on and long sleeve t-shirt and a jacket and a hat, maybe a scarf, you're gonna be freezing your <laughs> long johns, man. You get that Under Armour. Yeah, some scotch. Some Gotta have something. Makes them great is because they have to pitch to them. Got a pair of pants. Uh, some Columbia pants. They have like it looks like tinfoil on the inside. It reflects the heat back in your legs. Those, those are lifesavers in the Chicago winter. Oh, Ooh, I can oh. imagine. Oh, that wasn't a strike. I remember. That's crazy. Hey, so Mike, so <clears throat> when was the last time you've been past uh, Wrigley Field? Do you go there past there this summer at all? How's that concourse or that plaza thing coming along? Uh, I haven't. I haven't been past there since uh, since last season, actually. When is that? I do- don't get. I don't get over that way a lot because. Uh, I actually have to go see Craig and his wife uh, soon, see the new kid. But we haven't uh, we haven't been that way. We're gonna probably try and swing it though soon. Yeah. When is that slated to be all completed? Or is is it done? Well, oh, no, it's they're open not done. Now. They're they're still doing like a lot of construction. There's parts of it that are open. They opened the new attached west gate to that. I saw a picture of it on Cubs.com on my. Uh, on my at bat app and uh wow it looks really impressive because they they added a new west gate so that people can come in from the new cubs park uh that's been built and so it's like an open area to where you can actually like come in and then you go right up into the into the bleachers uh on the on the west side of the so it'd be on off of addison right that's the west side correct addison is the south side Oh, okay. <laughs> the west which, which side is the Clark. West? Clark okay. is the west side. That's where the players' uh, parking lot used to be. That's where the Triangle Building is going, where that players' parking lot was. Yep. And yeah, north is Waveland, and uh, east is Sheffield. <laughs> Every time you say Westgate, Jim, I think of the the the, the bookie, the Las Vegas bookie, Westgate, Las Vegas. <laughs> it's like the super book. Not that I. I thought you were thinking of the mall, the Westgate Mall. <laughs> I think of David Wingate. Remember him? 
So you say that'll, Westgate, that'll but you, you think Wingate? That's a, I think Wingate. <laughs> David Wingate. I'm going to say something. David Wingate. Or something else. He was a he was a guard on the Sonics 82 83 Georgetown Hoyas. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> oh, Played man. with Patrick Ewing. Yeah, that was uh, that was. Did they lose to Houston in '83 or was that '84? I think it was '82. No, they, actually, they beat Houston. What am I thinking? Houston didn't win. Yep, Houston never got that championship that they wanted. I think they lost one year to UNLV and then the other year to. Well, they lost to NC State. That was the the Valvano running around like a crazy man. <laughs> that was the. How can we <laughs> forget? Derek Wittenberg and Lorenzo Charles. The yep. All right, all right, here we go. Some baseball. So did they raise the price of the tickets at all this year? Do we know yet? I'm sure there is a slight increase. I don't know. I, I'm not a person who pays attention to the ticket prices, but I'm sure there has been an increase. <laughs> yeah, I guess... When it comes to dollars, it only makes sense. <laughs> All right, what we got here? Let's see how Lester's looking. Yeah, Dave Roberts was, I mean, he was tongue-in-cheek when he said it to us, but he was like, you know, Gutierrez thought he was signing up for two games a week. <laughs> and right now, if you're facing lefties, it's like four games a week as a member of the Dodgers. But let's be clear, this is a luxury Dave Roberts didn't have last year. Yeah, Gutierrez be clear about that. pummeled left-handed pitching. <laughs> it's a luxury that Dave Roberts didn't have last couple of seasons. Year. And he is a game-changer yeah, against let's lefties. Let's be clear, Dave Roberts is not falling for the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> He's not falling for it. Hey, brother, just take this fruit. Just go ahead and take it. It's okay. I won't tell anybody. Dodgers did make some nice additions to their lineup. Franklin Gutierrez, that you know, that doesn't hurt you. No, strength for this team. But I think when we look up at the end of the year, they will be more in the middle of the pack. How's, how's their pitching looking, though? Offensively speaking, against left Yeah, that's, that's the big question. That's the big question. Rich Hill's out again with blisters. Ha. Already. Already. <laughs> Who had Rich Hill going out in week one in the injury pool? You come collect your money. <laughs> Man, that, that dude can't drive the lane without getting hurt. <laughs> he is the Kevin Johnson of baseball. He is the Kevin Johnson of baseball. I tell you what, baseball. though, man. He had a good year, though. I mean, I thought he was out of the league, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was like, wait, who? Rich You're Hill? out. You know who the Cubs should make a play for for since they could use another catcher is uh, Giovanni Scarlett Scott. Johansson. Oh wait, no. Well, jeez, that's gonna cost them some cash. <laughs> I don't know the Cubs got that much money. No, I would make a play for her. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's gonna cost you. <laughs> but Gio's doing good, good this year, man. When he's healthy and he's slimmed down, not so bad. Gio Soto? Did you say Giovanni Soto? Yeah, yeah. You remember him? Excuse me, I'm just going to go uh, <clears throat> in the garage and turn the car on. <laughs> hook up, hook up. <laughs> like, hook a little, hose up to the tailpipe. Take a few puffs off a hose. That's what, that's what he did, right? He was a big stoner. 
got busted a couple times so, back in the day. I think getting getting high and trying to kill yourself with carbon monoxide poisoning, I guess they're somewhat related, but... Gio, Giovanni Soto was a paint huffer. Paint huffer. I mean, I I have no interest in Giovanni Soto. I don't know about you, Jim, but... No, seen, no, actually... I've heard that record. If, if Montero gets hurt or... God forbid, uh, you know, Contreras gets hurt. The Cubs have viable options in uh, in AAA and in AA. They've got a guy named Victor Caratini, who I believe is at, I want to say AA. But he's, you know, depending on how well he does there, he's going to be moving up to AAA shortly. And uh, I'm trying to think who the other catcher that they have in the system who's uh, actually done really very well. Uh, not as good as Caratini. Victor Caratini, remember that name. Caratini. Guys, yeah, it's, good, good. it's good with pesto. Caratini it is. And pesto. Yep. Is that, what, is, is that what you used to always get up at uh, Pizza Hut? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In college, I got, I got, I got the, I got the, 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 the Caratini. I got the Victor shout Caratini. Outs, shout outs to Tasha Hazi, Tasha Winterfeld. What's up, Tasha? <laughs> if by any chance you're listening and you made it this far, we appreciated your service. Thank you very much. <laughs> No, but Gio is he is hitting 271 with three home runs so far this season. I mean, he's serviceable. I mean, I, I was just really I was joking. I know that you guys really <laughs> want him on your team. <laughs> I'm sure you guys got better people in the uh, farm system, but it's nice to see yeah. him doing well. I mean, he did have probably one of the greatest home runs I've ever seen, though. Which one's that? Uh, there was a game where the Cubs came back. They were, I believe they were four runs down in the ninth inning. And they came back to tie it 6-6 uh, six, six, six on Geo's three-run homer. Wow. Uh, that was in September of 2008. I, yeah, they ended up winning the game in extra innings on a, I think it was a Derek Lee single up the middle. Uh, but that game, they called it the Geo game. Because um, I think D Row started off the rally, and they strung together a few hits, and then Geo came up with two guys on base and two outs, and belted one into left field bleachers. And I've that's one of the loudest I've ever one of the loudest times I've ever heard Wrigley Field. Okay. Yeah, he's a uh, he's Puerto Rican, right? He didn't. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't know what Giovanni Soto. I I don't know if he's Puerto Rican or Dominican or. It's one of those. Shoot, he um, might even he might see. even be American for all I know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> he might be born. Yeah. Puerto Rican. Can I, can I see your birth certificate, please, Mr. Soto? Los Puerto Ricanos. Yeah, he's a Puerto Rican. Yeah, I thought so. So, what do you guys think about? Uh, Javier's place, Javi's place so far this year. Speaking of patience, is he uh, look? Is he on the on the uptick as far as production, or is he just going to always be that, that spark plug type player? Jimmy, hello, I'm here. Did we lose Jim? No, I'm here. I, I think he's doing fine. I think he's going to continue to uh, to show more patience at the plate. 
he's taken he's taken his walks so far this year. I haven't seen him, you know, with two strikes, he's not taking a lot of those those classic Javier Baez huge uh, hacks at the plate. You know, he's shortening down a little bit. So it, somebody who's talking in his ear, whether it's Rizzo or, or uh, you know, the hitting coach, uh, the hitting instructor, or even Madden is, you know, telling him to, you know, display a little bit of patience. Um, and he's trying very, very hard to prove to Madden that he's the everyday second baseman. He doesn't want to be that utility guy anymore. So um, I think he's doing fine so far. It just, you know, he just needs to stay within himself uh, and not, you know, not press, um, which he's still so young and he, he has a tendency to do that. So, um, but I think he'd be okay. I mean, what do you think, Mike? Uh, yeah, I think, I think he'll be fine. Uh, he's we're getting a street named after him tomorrow in Humboldt Park. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. In the Puerto Rican neighborhood. Puerto Rican nation. Yeah. So he's speaking of Puerto Ricans. Yeah, he'll be he'll be getting himself an honorary street name tomorrow. So that's cool. Um, but no, I think uh, with Baez, it's I, anything you get from him at the plate is butter because what you what you want Javi Baez for is the glove, and he looks as impressive as ever. If you watch any of the WBC. Uh, you know how oh, yeah. he hasn't really lost a step with that glove. He's just he's he's Jordan esque with he, the glove. He really um, is too. I love watching. It's him. like yeah, it's like a, it's so natural for him that it's you know everyone else just looks at it like I, I would have to practice that move fifty times and probably still screw it up, and he just does it on the fly, doesn't even think about it. But yeah, he's. Uh, I think, uh, like Jim was saying, it, uh, you know, he'll his, his swing is improving somewhat. I think he'll he'll hit for power. He may not give you a ton of home runs, but he'll give you some home runs. He'll give you some clutch hits. But you you carry whatever offense he's giving you just for that glove. That's that's a once in a lifetime player right there on the infield. And on the other side of that, on the other side of that base, there you have Addison Russell, who's I think uh, going to be a, an all-star someday, or a Hall of Famer, I should say, someday. Yeah, yeah, that that kid's something else. I'm really looking forward to seeing what I, what he does this year, too, because I think that he's due for even more of a breakout season. You know, I mean, just looking at yeah, him, even yeah. in the, even in the playoffs last year, it was. I mean, he had his moments, but you could just see it, man. It's just. There's something about him. I mean, I don't know if it's his athleticism, his his body size, his height. I don't know what it is, but he's that dude's talented too. And how young, How old is he? Do you, does anybody know? I think he's only 23. I think he's only 23 still. Unbelievable. I can't even imagine playing any professional sport um, at that age and just being as poised as him. You know, I mean, there's a lot of young players in the league. I mean, and I know on the field, I mean, there's only so much that you can do to really show your immaturity. <clears throat> but he just seems like he's he seems solid to me. It's a good pick up. Yeah, I think Russell just there's some like you said, there's something about him. He has a he has a presence for being 23 years old. I can see him in the league for another easily 15 years. Oh yeah, 
Oh, definitely. Because even I mean, even if he's not, you know, even once you lose a step on the on the infield, do you, he could he could easily go to the American League without any problems. So how's the so did the Cubs pick up any um, additional pitchers in the offseason since they got rid of or, um, Chapman? He gone. He gone. Yeah, they 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 rode that rent a rent a arm like he you know the, the rent arm that he was. I mean, he wasn't going to come back, and that's why Joe used it. As much as he did, you know. I mean, when you got a we- when you got a weapon like that, you don't you don't pull the Buck Showalter, a la the Orioles, and 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 leave your best closer in the American League, uh, in the bullpen and not not use them. You know, you use them and you get to that point. So he over he overused Chapman, and I think rightfully so. I mean, he wasn't going to be back, so why go go ahead and use him? I think you're going to find this year too. You're going to see Chapman's going to be a lot more hittable. Um, People are starting to adjust to very, very fast fastballs. I think you saw that also in the in the playoffs and in the World Series uh, for that. So, yeah, the Cubs got some new pitchers. I mean, they got Wade Davis uh, as the closer. Uh, they picked up uh, a real guile type of guy, uh, Kojay Uhura. I, I hope I'm pronouncing his last oh, name correctly. Yeah. yeah, Uhura the other night looked really good. <laughs> yeah, I saw him. Yeah. And where did they pick him up from? Well, he uh, signed as a free agent, and he was most recently with the uh, Red Sox. He was the Red Sox closer up until last year. And his stuff looked really, really sharp the other night. He was missing in a couple spots, but I think it was just he was nibbling. But I was seeing, and he works so freaking quick. It was unbelievable. Like, he would he'd get the ball back, he'd take a step off the mound, take a step back on the mound, and there he's ready to deliver it. The guy, I, I was like... I'd love him. It's too bad we don't have a starter that pitches that fast. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Wade Davis is from uh, Kansas City, isn't he? Yep, most recently with Kansas City. Uh, I remember. He was injured a good portion of last year. So, I mean, looking at last year, it's not really a, you know, any type of comparison that you can make, you know, a draw for, you know, what he might do this year. You really need to look back to uh, 2015 and 2014 when he was, pretty much the best closer in baseball for goodness sake i mean it was ridiculous how many saves he had that's crazy so jim you're planning on being out in chicago this this summer aren't you yeah yeah i'll be out uh, the end of july beginning of august uh i'm gonna go to my niece's wedding out there so i'm gonna hopefully get uh, spend a little time there in wrigleyville did hopefully you, taking a game did you check the sketch yet I actually, I haven't checked it as of yet. <laughs> Got to check that. Which is scan. odd, right? You would think I would have done that already. So, yeah, they they close out on Sunday, the 30th of July, the day after the wedding uh, in Milwaukee. And they come back. They have Monday off, the 31st. And then the 1st of August, they start a three-gamer, three-game series, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with the Diamondbacks. And then Bryce Harper and Dusty Baker come in that following weekend, the fourth, uh, fifth, and sixth of August to rig. Hey, you, you just missed the waste. That that ends right before the Brewers series. Ah, if I if I came out uh, if I came out early, went to the wedding and then went home instead of 
going out and then staying like a week after, I could make that work, and I could see some of the White Sox games either at uh, New Comiskey or at uh, Wrigley. I refuse to yeah, call it the cell the first, or whatever they the call first, it. It's, yeah, it's, it's uh, what the hell is it called now? Guaranteed it's rate. Guaranteed rate. <laughs> Ooh. Guaranteed rate. Da, 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 da. I know. Um, so it is, yeah, it's, it's two and two. They're doing two two at Wrigley. Then they go to the, uh, to, excuse me, guaranteed rate field for two games. Uh, <laughs> I drove by it the other night. The, I think it was two weeks ago. I drove way to the south side. I had to pick up some stuff from uh, down there. And coming back, I noticed the sign. And it's it's just horrible. It's just, it's, it can't it be looks good. So bad now. I hate that. I no, hate I mean, that. the US Cellular logo at least had some, I don't, it just, it looks so nondescript. It looks, have you, do you remember when uh, Oakland was playing in, what the hell was it? It's the, it's the, the IT company that does like uh, firewalls oh, and stuff. Oh, three. McAfee. McAfee. Mac- McAfee. McAfee Coliseum. Oh, yeah. McAfee software. Yeah. Whatever. Firewalls and stuff. All right. What are we looking at here? It looks so weird wow. to see this gold lettering now. I mean, it looked cool at the beginning, but now I'm kind of like, when I see them on the mound, I think it's the Brewers for some reason. See the blue cap yeah. and the gold lettering. Well, this will probably be the only night that they'll wear them. Because I did read well, it. Well, tonight in- Wednesday. Wednesday? Tonight and Wednesday. Yeah, because they go on sale on Wednesday, I think, in the uh, clubhouse or sports shops and stuff. Like, I wonder how much those are going to (laughs) cost. Probably way too much. All right, on behalf of Mark Davis, Mike Goodhart, and Voltron, this has been Red Ivy. We'll see you on the next one. Well, here we go, boys. All right. Wrigley Field is open for business. Your world champion. desert road on a motorcycle at 120 miles an hour, hopped up on mescaline and vodka. Or not. Up to you. Phantomsway.com.